Christ child. No Christmas without the Christ child. And I love it in Jesus' ministry that Jesus constantly said over and over again, there's no ministry without you. Kept pointing back to those serving and those around. No Christmas without you. And I love the song that Terry sang too. He did a great job and in the midst of that, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, I, there was this wonderful lyric. I didn't know if y'all heard it or not. The one thing I hadn't counted on was you. The one thing I hadn't counted on was you. And uh, I, I, I kind of think maybe that's Joseph's lyric. Uh, one thing I hadn't, I had my life planned out. You know, Mary and I are engaged. This thing's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And then Mary is found pregnant. Just hadn't counted on you. Just hadn't counted on you. Just in time for Christmas, but I just hadn't counted on this. What am I supposed to do? And I'm, I'm sure Joseph hears the news. You know, Mary comes and tells him and then has to tell him, and it's the Spirit. And I'm sure Joseph is just saying, unbelievable. You know, or more modern day, seriously? You know, just seriously? What's going on now? Seriously? Or if you're a dog lover, seriously looks like, seriously? You want me to believe this? Unbelievable. You know, I just hadn't counted on this. Just hadn't counted on it happening this way. And so Joseph has to struggle with what Joseph is going to do in this. And he decides he's going to dismiss her quietly. I like that part of the scripture, dismiss her quietly. I wonder in our lives how many times we've tried to dismiss some people quietly and they're still in our lives. When he wants to dismiss her quietly, not to make a big deal out of it, but just to have it happen quietly, you know. No one has to know too much of what happened. Let's just do it quietly. And as Joseph decides to do this, you know, he, he has a dream. And those dreams are serious things in the Bible. He has a dream. And in the dream it says, no, it's okay, go ahead. Go ahead and marry her because it is of the Spirit. And I don't know what Joseph heard most clearly in that dream, but this dismiss her quietly changed, changed as he woke up, as he woke up. And I don't want to move through that too quickly because I want to think about in our lives how we sometimes choose to dismiss some things quietly, or maybe some people quietly. It is sort of unbelievable, don't you think? Joseph and Mary didn't know what was ahead. They said yes to the unknown, do you have your lives mapped out? You may think it's mapped out like Joseph, but then something happens in that life. Are you open to surprise? Are you open to maybe even scandal? You know, a little tinge of scandal in the story with Mary, part of the dismiss her quietly. But then we have that wonderful reading today from David Lowe's that says this was mixed up people that God worked through so that we as mixed up people could be saved. So what does God work through us, mixed up people? Do we know where God's going to take us yet? Not really. Are we willing to say yes even if we don't know? I love the words of Linda Fabian Pepe in her blog, Theological Stew. She says about this, there will be times that I can and will act just like Joseph when God will ask something of me. And I feel like it's too much of a burden, too hard. 
I might be ridiculed or embarrassed. I might have to even change my lifestyle, suffer some in my reputation. I might have to give up things or not put first what I consider important or change the comfort level that I have come to love. And when that happens, I am faced with a choice to say yes or no to the God of my heart. My desire will still be to just walk away without a word. I can, she says in those moments, dismiss God silently, quietly, dismiss God quietly. God could come to us and we don't even know that it is God. It might look like an unmarried uh, pregnant teenager with some story that's unbelievable, seriously. And we might just choose to not see, to dismiss God quietly. I don't know if you've done that in your life or not. I remember in junior high school at the church I grew up in, we would do these skits for Christmas, and we'd have a service for the children. And one of the skits that year was of a teenager going on a date. You know, and the teenager was getting ready for their date, and as you saw the character on the stage, what she did was she had, there was a smaller teenager and there was a larger teenager behind them just kind of hanging on them like this. And whenever they walked around to pick out their clothes and walked around to primp or whatever with makeup, then this, this, it was on her as she did this. And then as she gets ready to leave the house, as the doorbell rings and she gets ready to go on her date, then the, the teenager turns around, puts the figure up, nails one hand, nails the other hand, nails the feet, and leaves the house. Couldn't bring Jesus on a date with us. You know, all that passion stuff, teenage hormones, couldn't bring Jesus on a date with us. You know, and then afterwards, after the date's over, comes home, goes in, and takes Jesus off, and again has it with him. I think we try to dismiss God quietly, in those moments when we don't have to want to be bothered, where it might take up too much time and too much of attention, those moments when, oh, this might not be the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway, then we just dismiss God quietly. So she talks about her Joseph moments. She talks about those moments when that's the desire to do that and that it's hard to resist the temptation to just have life go on the way we want it to go on, the way we planned. Because after all, we planned for it to be the way we want it to be. But then the question comes, God's coming to us and calling us. Do we want to dismiss that call quietly? Are you being called into some sort of ministry or service, but you're not giving it attention are you being called to stand up and fight injustice for others or for yourself? Are you being called to stand up for yourself, period? And maybe not listening to the voice. Is there a relationship that needs ending so you can be the person God's calling you to be? Or is there one that needs healing that you have to begin the work of reconciliation you might just want to go, seriously? Messing with my relationships? Seriously? What do we need to do? Is God calling us to not just be dismissed quietly? 
I think of my dad and post-election and how hard conversations are for us right now because we differ greatly on economics and candidates and other things. I just think about that, and I think about how easy it would be to just stop talking to him, how easy it would be to just not have him in my life as much anymore, to just kind of let the relationship be dismissed quietly because the conversation seems too uncomfortable. You may have people like that in your life where those relationships need reconciliation or healing or just conversation at all. I know how many young people have left home and moved to the big city halfway across the world so they never had to talk to their family again. Just let those relationships quietly not mean as much as they did before. And I want you to know that's not just queer people. There's plenty of straight people who move as far away as they can from their families. They might be in a multiracial or multi-faith family unit or some other way have disappointed mom and dad to such an extreme that they just feel like they can't have conversations anymore and they need to move away. And we dismiss it quietly by inattention because it's just not so convenient to tell the truth anymore. Then in one of those situations where they say, you can resign quietly or we can fire you. It's up to you. Resign quietly or fire you. Those moments in time where we may be called to speak up because the joke is not funny. Those moments in time when we're asked to think about justice and God's compassion in the world. Sometimes we might see the hungry and want to look away. We might want to see someone suffering and say, oh, that's just going to take me too long. Let me just not see so I can dismiss God quietly. That pregnant teenager waiting to have a home. Goodness gracious, do we have to talk about Joseph today? His life isn't what it expected to be. But what are we called to be and be a part of that we just dismiss quietly? I know it's easier to walk away. Joseph could have left. He decided that dismissing Mary quietly wasn't the path he was going to take. He did have a dream, but he also knew that if he dismissed her quietly, that could mean that she still could get stoned, being found pregnant and unmarried. That if she went and lived back with her family, her life would never be the same and under a shadow. So even dismissing quietly, you know how people try to do things for you for your benefit? Dismissing quietly can have some powerful impact on someone's life. So Joseph decides not to do that. In the dream, Joseph, it says, wakes up. Wakes up. I wonder if God calling to us today is just longing for us to wake up. Wake up to God's call, God's presence right in our lives. So I wonder if perhaps instead of avoiding the uncomfortable, we might be like Joseph. We might just stay a little while longer. We might just keep the commitment to a relationship, to authenticity, to truth, to honesty, to justice, and hang in there a little bit longer. And we might be surprised by Joseph and Mary, who did not know what to come, that we might even have a divine encounter, a new dream, 
that we might even be challenged in ways that we didn't even know were possible before. And we may know God's love in a deeper way. Do you think you might be ready to walk a little bit forward like Joseph did and end up having a new dream outside of our norm, outside of what we're used to, into what God can call us to be? You might look at me trying, you might be going, seriously? It's Christmas. You know, seriously? I just want it to be sweet and nice. Unfortunately, the story of Jesus' birth is not sweet and nice. As much as we tried to spray perfume on it, it just stinks a little bit. It just stinks. You know, and that is how it's supposed to be. I want you to hear this quote from Reverend John Buchanan. John says, God, this story intimates, cares a lot more about compassion and justice in the public sphere than about ethological orthodoxy in private. Would you like that? Ethological orthodoxy? God cares more about you being kind, about feeding the hungry, about loving the neighbor, about doing all those wonderful things in the world than whatever the heck it is you do in your bedroom. Ethological orthodoxy? What rules you think you have to follow, what food you think you have to eat, how long you have to date someone before you have sex with them, you know, all those kind of things. God cares more about compassion and justice than ethological orthodoxy. Can I believe that seriously? Who am I going to judge if I believe that? How am I going to judge myself if I believe that? What's going to happen in my life if I let that be what's true for me? Seriously, Joseph, seriously, do I have to do this? Oh, goodness gracious. I want to share with you a story from one of our board of governors of our denomination. His name's Jacob. Jacob recently had his fingernails painted. And I want you to see Jacob. I think that's just a god-awful, horrible job, don't you? Would you walk around with your fingernails looking like that? Well, Jacob tells this story about his fingernails, and I want to read it to you because I think it has, it's a Joseph story. It's a Joseph story, and as soon as I can get my phone to show it to me, I can read it to you. So this is from his Facebook post. To the guy who looked at my nails and called me a fag just now, I wear this nail polish with pride because one of my daughters wanted to connect with me and wanted to talk. So she asked to paint my nails. In a two-dad household, rituals like this matter greatly. I'm a parent first. Everything else comes second. But also, you're not wrong. I am exactly what you said I am, and I'm proud of it. And I like how my nails look. How lucky am I? How lucky am I to get to look down and have a reminder of my daughter? with me all day. To give time and attention, what child asking for your love today that may not get it because you're too busy or that you haven't yet woken up. Joseph woke up. Joseph could hear God calling him to say yes to Mary, to say yes to what he did not yet know, to live into the unknown, I believe the story challenges us to do the same today. Who are you now dismissing quietly? 
that you might need to say yes to? What now is your life being called to be a part of that you've been resisting but that maybe you need to wake up? My sisters, younger sisters at different points in my life have had to bang me up over the head and say, Troy, that's sexist. Hope you have sisters like that in your life too. And I woke up. Friends of color and others in my life have said to me, Troy, you know, that's racist. Might have felt like a stomach punch, but I woke up. God's calling us in our lives to know that God's coming near in the Christ child. Don't dismiss, don't dismiss the Christ child quietly. Seriously? Unbelievable? But possible. All's possible in God. Amen.